This is The Devil's Threesome, your erotic book club. I'm Andrew Coles. I'm Sam Carr. And I'm Maggie Carr. And fuck you for not knowing that already, listener. That's rude. Don't don't attack the listener. Oh no, I'm sorry. I'm I'm being the uh, I'm being the tone interpreter for Maggie. <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> Thanks, tone interpreter. Uh, you'll get your. I'll I'll PayPal you your fee. Mm, I'm sensing a bit of sarcasm. Aren't you supposed to interpret that tone? Yeah, that's me. I was interpreting the sarcasm. Oh, okay. Sarcastically. So we read a book this week. Um, it was called Darkness Inside of Me something something. Krampus. <laughs> it's okay, it's Darkness Inside Me, Triple Xmas with Krampus. So X X Xmas with Krampus. It's by Olivia Scott Hill. Uh let me read you Olivia Scott Hill Hill's author bio. I know this is kind of backwards to how we do it, but it's kind of a nice way to get into the book, I think. Okay. Olivia Scott Hill's favorite things in life are being scared, being turned on, and telling stories. When she realized she could combine those three loves, she gleefully began to spin a web of dirty words so she could bestow them upon anyone who shared her particular desires. Or its peculiar desires, excuse me. Uh, Olivia now spends her days sleeping and her nights writing, and she does both of those things naked in her bed. She should uh, take to there heart some of the new research that's been conducted on uh, sleep deprivation and, you know, establish a better, more, uh, you know, natural sleep cycle. What do you mean? What's wrong with sleeping during the day? Well, it's, you see, our bodies aren't really designed for that sort of thing. I feel like that's some bullshit. That's some, like, naturalistic fallacy bullshit. Well, I mean, it's more of an appeal to nature fallacy, which is different than the naturalistic fallacy. But, yeah, I, I see where you're coming from. Oh, my from. God. But, oh, um, my God. Oh my god. No, I think the bigger issue is that by writing in bed, you're confusing your brain about what you're supposed to do while you're in bed. Yeah, you know? no, see, yeah. Unless, do you think she's got, like, flux on, so she's got that red light filter, so that everything's not, you know, it's not disrupting her circadian... Oh, yeah, you know that's how I'm at all the time. I have an app on my phone that isn't flux, because I like to be able to manage that kind of stuff myself. So I, I just have orange screen all day, baby. None of that mm-hmm. blue light bullshit. Right. No way. And then what about the sky? What do you do about the sky? Do you I just mean, wear those glasses? The, fuck the sky, man. I'm, yeah. Maggie doesn't go outside anymore, so it's fine. I'm rose-colored glasses all the way. Mm, mm-hmm. Tell me more about your rose-colored glasses. Where'd you buy them? Are they prescription? They're prescription. I do got them. Do they have them. that anti-scratch coating? Well, yeah. They've got the anti-scratch. I got the, I got the rose-colored glasses because, uh... Uh, I was determined to be like I was diagnosed with being too um, too much of a bummer. So they're like, hmm. wear these road color color glasses. You'll see the world as a happier place. And they were right. I love them. I look mm. and also I look so fucking stylish, like an Instagram model. Okay, I let's talk about this book. Olivia Scott Hill wrote it. It's twenty. It took twenty minutes to read. It's. The correct amount of time for a reading for this podcast. I disagree. I disagree. I don't want to listen. I don't want to air our dirty laundry in front of our multitude of listeners right now. But like, I'm bored with just the straight up porn books. I'm bored with them because they're the same thing every time. I want to read something that's set in like a weird place or like is full of just or like interesting characters you know yeah like 
a pixie pixie mushroom farmers or a colonel who turns out to be Colonel Sanders. You know, like I'm not I'm over just like these brats being punished or whatever. Like it's I'm done. I'm done. Now what I hear now what I hear you saying is that you are very much into the idea of reading a story where there's interesting characters and they interact mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. maybe you know it's in like a, a fictional setting like mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. ancient bible times and then mm-hmm, their mm-hmm. characters don't actually have sex maybe well so yeah and, and you want to take you want to take three days to read this book perhaps and then make I'm a not... podcast about it that is um pretty violently unfunny and then not release <laughs> it is that what you're saying you want to do <laughs> listen listen what I'm saying is that it's just getting, it falls flat after a certain point, you know, when it's just the same, you know, holes being penetrated by the same things. It's just boring. So you want more holes, more and different holes. More more holes, different objects being put into said orifices, you know. I believe uh, the pearl is orifice Spice it up. Orifice Spice it up a little bit. And by spice it up, I mean, yes, use spicy things in the orifices. Thank you. Like spices from Spice Islands? Sure. I can, yeah, high okay. quality spices that you is can Sam buy still, is Is Sam online? still here? Yeah, I'm right? still here. I'm just <laughs> dying. He's having a fever dream where he's imagining his podcast co-hosts promoing stores that don't pod, uh, support them. Yeah. Maggie, you don't understand. This week was a really good deviation from the normal because Krampus had sex with a lady. That And we've I, never we've never seen Krampus having sex with people before. He normally just beats children. So No, we we already have we've y'all, we've already read a book where someone had sex with Krampus. You realize that, right? This is not the no. first time. I don't think no, that's that would true. be uh, we we would remember that. Ah! <laughs> I'm t- this is death. I am dying. Welcome to Gaslighting the Podcast. I'm your host, uh, Gas. And over there's Light, my buddy. You know, we're a comedy duo, Gas and Light. Pretty uh, fortuitous, so we found each other and decided to make a podcast about gaslighting, you know, people. Mm-hmm. Maggie, mm-hmm. I know I I can tell you what real death is. And it's the fact that my brain feels swollen right now. And I'm just like... Let's talk about Sam's hydrocephaly. Yeah, Sam. Sam, is your brain is your so your brain's all hot? That's not good. No. Yeah, it's maybe not you should good. shave your head. <laughs> you should. <laughs> you should take. You should take a bath. See if that helps, and then mm-hmm. go to go to your kitchen and shave. It's your not going to help though. No, it won't. Ugh, I already tried those things. Did I not tell you guys? It's fine. I'm not sure. Can what we to do can now. we talk about that moment in Napoleon Dynamite for a second though? Can we t- can we really delve into that? Yeah, like that's it. That's a pretty drastic thing Pedro does. Like, is mm-hmm. does he is he all right? Is he no, okay? No, I think that's definitely coded as like a warning sign for some severe like a trauma that he's going through. And then, yeah. no, I think it's a metaphor because like the white characters, they're like, oh, something's happening in this person of color's life, and I just you know it's not really important to me, so I'm just gonna kind of ignore it and pretend that it's just kind of you know something I can make fun of, and then I'm just gonna go on with my like. Uh, you know, school presidency bullshit kind of race thing. I don't know his um his friends Napoleon and the um the sleeves girl, the girl who drinks the milk. Deb. What's her name? Deb. Um, they're they they seemingly want to help him, but they're too like nerdy and uh, and weird to be able to like 
talk to him about it. So so they buy him a wig. Right. You're, and like emotionally remember. unavailable. I think yeah. I think it was really just like he he's friends with Napoleon Dynamite. Of course he's fucked up. Like, you know? Mm. That's mean. Well, I think that's Poor the Napoleon. moral of that story. No, yeah, no, I think I think yeah, you can definitely construe it as a metaphor for like the kind of generational trauma that happens yeah. in people's lives. Like look at sure. his family, you know. Uncle Dan is fucked up, his grandma also fucked up. That's right. And where is where is parents who fucking knows Kip exactly. is uh is uh who what is Kip? You know. Kip Kip I, also I, has I, a lot of he, well, clearly social anxiety issues, you know. He spends a lot of his time online. Socializing. He ends up with, but but I mean, Lafonda is beautiful. Oh yeah. Well, n- now let's see what's wrong with Lafonda. You know, what's what's going on in her life? Mm. Yeah, that is interesting. She's some sort of Della Reese esque, uh, like angel. You know, come to yeah. s- rectify the sure. situation. <laughs> Napoleon Dynamite is just one really long touch by an angel episode. Yeah, exactly. I, I think that's I really it. what they're going for with like the shitty camera, yeah. like the shitty film stock kind of look that they mm-hmm. got going, and like yeah. you know that just kind of indie vibe. I mean, when LaFonda comes into all of their lives, even tangentially for Napoleon, Napoleon's confidence goes way way up and he does that dance at the assembly. Exactly. So. I think Kip is the manifestation of the 90s, just like across mm. the board. Yeah. I guess what he's supposed to represent. I, I mean, it, it's not like he wears overalls during the movie, so I can't really Man, but the glasses, support that They're theory. kind of like overalls I, for your face because they're over sort all of, of your face. You know, you're right. Swish. Okay. Swish, swish, bish. joke there. Yeah. So what happens in this book? Um, what happens in this book? Well, I'll tell you what happens in this book. So there, the main character is this shithead kid. She's 19. She seems like she's trapped in a Christmas holiday situation that she doesn't want to be in, and her family's trying to take advantage of that and make her do shit she doesn't want to do. And, I, you know, I don't, I don't support that. No, she's being kind of a shithead um in that like yeah that's true her great-grandmother like she, also a shithead though like i see where she gets it from. yeah um so what happens is she's she's come home she's driven seven hours to get to her parents house for christmas uh right after finals because we assume she's in college mm-hmm. well she's 19 um her name is noel which is very important because uh, I, for- I don't I know if you know that, that but it's like a christmas, it's christmas. kind of adjacent kind of name because oh. the first noel is like yeah. you know something related with christmas i don't really know what a noel actually means but i think it means night or something let's her give that mom, a quick old google her mom loves christmas so um hey guys i want you to go to google and what? type in noel and just kind of absorb that warm holiday feeling from it just just Wait, take, yeah. take how do you a want five me to, how do you how do you want me to spell it with two l's and an e or no just n-o-e-l Cause that's not the way that she spells it. No, I know. Oh, Just, I... look at the be- look at the pretty Christmas lights. Yeah. Thanks, Google. Google has decked its virtual halls. How nice. That's nice. Yeah. Let's all take a minute to, you know, put on some Sufjan Stevens Christmas music and just really bask in the in the warm summery. I'm sorry, uh, cold wintry feelings. That's right. Also, interestingly, uh, it looks like Noel means literally Christmas. Yeah, it does. No, that is very strange. It comes comes from the old French Nile, meaning birth. I don't know. I feel like I should have non- known that. Um, whatever. Yeah. Who can say? Anywho, uh, when she gets to her parents' house, her mother is trying to put on a dinner for like over a dozen people, which sounds fucking Canis. horrible. 
TBH. Yeah. And she seems to be doing it all by herself. So she's like, hey, uh, child, Noel, can you grate this cheese, please? What kind of cheese is it? It's Gouda. And we get a mm. long description of like the inside of this kitchen, but it's also mm-hmm. vague. Like it's a vague but long description. I don't know. It worked for me. She focused on the six-sided cheese grater. Um, yeah. <laughs> and I was a little jealous. I want one of those big old graters. I have just like the plain grater, like the P-L-A-N-E grater instead of a box grater. Oh, so it's just like a, a one sheet of metal. I got you. I got yeah. you. No, I want, I want one of those fancy box graters. Noelle, her, her plan here is to do the work shittily enough to get kicked out before it's even done. And if that doesn't encapsulate the millennial spirit, I don't know what does. <laughs> Instead of saying, no, I'd rather not do it, or just doing the damn thing and shutting the fuck up, she's like, I'm going to do this so poorly and complain the entire time until my mom is so sick of me, she just kicks me out. Unfortunately, Sam and I will not fall for that trick, so this podcast is still going to happen. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, no, but she she does that. She um, her mom gets really upset with her. Surprisingly, like, cause okay, her mom is a a heinous person though. She's like pretty. She's the worst. No, I disagree. <laughs> her mom seems fine. Noelle's like a shithead who's like, um, I don't want to touch cheese. It'll make my hands smell. And it's like, wash your fucking hands, you beast. Jesus. I don't know. I'm just saying, as I I don't trust someone who's who's trying to you know throw together a big meal for twelve people, on, on Christmas. I don't trust that kind of person. I don't think it. I don't think it is Christmas. I think it's the day. It's before Christmas, Christmas Eve this day, and she, the dinner yeah. is for the next day. Yeah. So okay, our entire extended family always came to visit on Christmas Day. So my mom spent countless hours baking and cooking in preparation. So I think sure. it's for the next day. It is. Are you saying that that's out of the question? Should should she have done this prep a week before? What are you saying? I'm saying that no one should cook such a lavish meal for so many people, ever. That's. I mean, that's what happens. Welcome to American housewifery. Housewifery. Mm. That's just the way it is, right? I guess. I don't know. I've never been an American housewife, so I couldn't say. I'm, neither have I. I I'm. I gotta recommend it. It's very fun. <laughs> the aprons. That's oh the yeah. aprons. Don't even get me started on the aprons. You could talk terry cloth, linen, you know. How 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 is it being kept? Kevlar. Oh, it's nice. You know, um you know that whole thing where you're like uh, when you were young and like, you mm-hmm. know, growing up and then getting mm-hmm. into like, you know, adolescence and stuff, you had these mm-hmm. like opinions about things. Now sure. you just don't have to. So you can just kind of, you know, hide yeah. back away and let someone else, you know, make your decisions for you. And honestly, well, like, I mean, what else did we want in life? I mean, anxiety and conscious thought is just exhausting. You know? Yeah, precisely. No need to feel existential dread or like, you know, persistent anxiety. Yeah, let the man worry about that. When you have somebody else making all those choices for you, it's mm-hmm. fine. It's Death great. is still inevitable, but you don't have to think about it because you uh, yeah. all you have to do is cook and clean. Well, um, it's my job to bring life into the world, you That's know, as, right. as much and as quickly as possible. And then de- dedicate your broken body to mm-hmm. serving that life until it can serve itself. Well, thanks to the advances of science, I mean, your body is hardly even barely broken anymore. You know, mm, mm, 
basically just extract that baby out and seven months after I get after it gets in there, you know. Sure. That's yeah. uh that's a very short amount of time. Anyway, what are we talking about? We're talking about a dystopian future world where babies are extracted at seven months so that women can be <laughs> further confined to the kitchen. I think it's kind of like, you know, a parallel universe to the Handmaid's Tale kind of oh. situation. Yeah, it's like some, so, like some Handmaid's Tale shit. Yeah, so now that you're caught up, let's get back into the scene. Um, I'm playing the housewife. Maggie <laughs> is playing some sort of anthropologist, uh, you yes. know, interviewer. Anthropologist interviewer about, yeah, I would say that's the case. Yeah. So it's so when is this good. documentary about about my wonderful life coming out? And is it going to be called It's a Wonderful Life because I I don't know if you know this but that is a movie already. So uh as an anthropologist I cannot uh in good conscience make any kind of film. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. I really can only present academic writing from my sure. own personal perspective. Yeah, an- That's- everyone knows anthropologists can't make movies. That's just yeah. Not can you tell your cameraman to stop blowing his nose and no. also to be quiet? He's gonna <laughs> die if he doesn't yeah. blow his nose. His face is just full of snot. Yeah. Well, I have I have approximately eight to nine infants in this household, so uh, <laughs> we're really sensitive to like germs and diseases and that sort of thing. Um, and since they're definitely not be- going to be vaccinated, uh, we really have mm-hmm. to be keep a keep an eye on this. How do you not mm. know how many infants you have? You said eight to nine. Well, I feel like one, I mean, one's right on the one's right on the bleeding edge of toddlerhood, so oh, sure. he's really halfway between infant and toddler. See, I was thinking it was more of like a maybe that one's not going to make it kind of situation. You know? Oh, no, certainly. Like, death's door is, you know, we're not on there, but, you know, if we're trick-or-treating, like, we, it's the next house. Because, I mean, in this, it, it seems in your mindset, some some children just don't have the will to live. Well, yes, um, you know. We're course. big fans of Darwin here, socially and otherwise. I feel like that would be very bad. What? It's not... Halloween, it's a heathen holiday. It's not. Mm. It's Why not something that a Halloween? good Christian family would be celebrating. We're d- f- f- what the? F- How did we get on fucking Halloween? Are you okay? He was talking about trick or treating. Let's talk about Christmas. Back to Noel. Um, she puts up a fuss when she's grating the cheese, um, and fake cuts herself until her mom's just like, "Get the fuck out of here, you, you horrible thing," and she leaves. Um, she doesn't even throw her gloves in the trash. She just puts them on the countertop. What a bitch. Now, I don't appreciate this. I, I identified strongly with this main character. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Because okay, you're, so you're she, a shithead. She moves, she moves up to the attic to find her father. So that she can do shitty work there, too. Yeah, because for some reason she's decided that instead of just, like, hiding in a, her own space. Yeah. She she's gonna go fuck up everyone else's Christmas preparations. Um, yeah, and instead of just like you know s- sitting down and being by herself, she's like, you know what? I've already been kicked out of one place for um, you know setting somebody back. I'm gonna go set someone else back too. That'll be good, right? Yeah. And so she goes up Ugh. to the attic with her dad. Her dad is wrapping presents for some church thing. They got like donations for some thing and yeah, he's toys toys for children and he is wrapping them and complaining about the shapes of the things this well, is how unimportant. are you supposed to properly wrap a pyramid let's talk about this oh okay so i do have a good idea of what you do so you okay. you you set it on its point you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and then you fold you fold it so that there are 
two of the pyramid sides are completely covered. So you okay. have sort of a V of paper. Yeah. And then you, you fold the V on top of the square base of the pyramid. And then you uh, you make two triangles that you then fold onto the other sides of the of uh-huh. the uh, pyramid itself. So that you have two seams running down from the tip of the mm-hmm. pyramid on, a, uh, on two of the sides. Do you but understand think- what I'm saying? I think a square piece of paper is not going to have enough. I mean, there's it's going to take a lot of length on the sides to cover those third and fourth sides. Well, you got to trim it down, my dude. No, I mean you, there's you got... you're going to need a lot. I don't know if a standard wrapping paper size width um let's just check well, in on Sam. Sam, are you still what? are you still with us? Are you following along? Yeah, why not okay. um uh, why not just do it where you have like the square of wrapping paper and you put uh-huh, the uh-huh. pyramid with the square base down. Yeah. Um, and then you just kind of you crink you just kind of crinkle it up and and tie it at the top. No, no that like, <laughs> horrible, horrible. Now that's now Maggie is talking my language. Each corner, <laughs> each corner you wrap up so that it goes up to the top of the pyramid. So it's just like, mm. you know, like the wrapping paper is just essentially a pyramid shape on top mm-hmm. of the pyramid. Right. And you have, oh, okay. And you have seams down every every side of the pyramid. Because that works really well. That looks really. Do you cool. mean every? Do you mean every really edge, good. or do you mean down the middle of every side? Down the edge. Not. I'm not a heathen. Not the sides. So so, so we're just com- we're cutting out triangles and pasting them on. The- so we're basically just like <laughs> not even wrapping it. Just. So Sam, are you saying you we need to build an origami, like pyramid, and on top of the pyramid box? Okay. Now yes. I have a question. That's exactly what I'm saying. What do you what what Andrew? My question uh, is this: What what's in that box? What what pyramid shaped gift is what's this? Is this box? poor child receiving for Christmas? It's a replica of the pyramids in Giza. Mm, that's a great toy. Yep. I mean, sometimes like some of those really uh, horrible toys are in weird shaped boxes. You know, like Furbies yeah. and like dolls that are like. That's true. Have you ever have you ever thought about how like dolls are kind of like bonded, strapped into their boxes? You mean they're I mean, pyramid-shaped boxes? No. I mean, if anything, they're more like latex. If anything, they're more like latex vacuum filled in there. Like, have you seen those things? Well, latex is definitely a bondage thing. Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's there's vacuum beds where you get in and they suck all the air out, so the latex just covers every inch of your body. Mm. And that's what it's like. No, like dolls and stuff where you have to like untwist tie every single limb from the oh. like cardboard thing that they're attached to. Yeah, when you, you know? buy the sex toy, the, like no. the sex doll to make your God. wife. The sex pyramid? It's a sex pyramid. So it's a, it's a fleshlight, but it's uh, pyramid shaped. And pyramid then you can, take, shaped. you can take the top off, and that's how you get all the goo out. Ew. Okay, so anyway, she's helping her dad wrap presents, and it's like books or something. And then she does a really bad job because she's an idiot. And she's like, I just want to pretend that like I'm not good at things. Yeah, it's not even it's not even that she's an idiot. She's just an asshole. <laughs> I want st- to I want to be on record as saying I disagree with my my hosts here. Okay. It's on the record. I think a sto- a good story can still be told with a with a main character who is an asshole. I do want to point that out. Like it's it's all right that she's an asshole. It's fine. I no, just it's... think that she is one. Anyway, yeah, so then he sends her to go entertain her great grandma Greta. She's already had one encounter G, with as she's known. Uh one encounter with uh OG Triple G. That's original gangster great yes. grandma Greta. And 
she was she's she already like shuddered at her appearance or something. She's wizened, quite old. From she's from the old country, and she's like, okay, great. I guess I'll go talk to my grandmother uh, until my dad can come down from rapping and see that I have done it. Yeah, because for some reason she still seems to crave their approval, even though she doesn't want to do any work. Even though she's she's doing things purposefully wrong. Whatever. It's it's a confusing thing. I guess she is a teenage girl, so yeah. her whole life is confusing. Yeah, we've all been there. Okay, so she goes to hang out with great-grandma Greta. She does. Great-grandma Greta tells her that she knows that she's a naughty girl. Yes. Which and It's not as hot as you might think upon right. hearing that at first. Well, it's coming from a 90-year-old woman. Yeah, like I said, it's not as hot as you might think hearing that, you know, and imagining that. Like, what I'm saying is Noelle and her great-great-great-grandma so, Greta don't have uh, sex with each other, disappointingly. Right. Well, you know, if, if um, she is over uh, 18 because she's 19, but mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they're blood-related, so. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Although, I mean, maybe great-grandma Greta has been on dialysis for so long that she doesn't even have any more of her own blood, you know? Like it's all someone is that else's what blood at this point. Is? is it is it swapping blood for different blood? They take your bad blood out and put new good blood in. I thought that was transfusions. Isn't dialysis no, no, no. just blood cleaning? No, no, no. You take the blood out. Uh, you balance all the other humors. You know your phlegm, mm-hmm. your right. yellow bile. bile, your black bile, your biles, uh, and then of course, uh, what's he got? Blood, phlegm, two biles. It's all four. There's of another them. one. Yeah. No, there's only four. There's Those four. are four humors? Okay. Four well, humors. they balance your, your other humors. Come down to Crazy Andrew's uh, humor lot where you can get biles on biles. Biles and piles and piles of biles and biles. Piles of vials and bi- piles. Piles. Okay, no, no, no. This is going to come out at some point. Piles okay. of yep. vials of bile. Uh-huh. That's right. Multiple piles <laughs> of vials of bile. So that's what we got here down at the vial saloon. Do you need leeches? Do you do you need your blood leaded? Do you need your blood you... leased? We can do that. We can get your blood blood on a home equity loan. We call it a blood equity loan. <laughs> blood equity. Sell us your blood. What if I have too much phlegm? Are you just gonna pump me full of the other humors? Like I don't so, understand. So what you need to do? You know, back in the olden days, they would they would pump people full of more humors. But today we're we're more subtle. We we uh we take the phlegm out. And okay. then put it in inside someone else, and then that other person will uh, like push, like you know, their body will adjust the amount of phlegm to the correct level, and then we'll take it out of them and put it back into into you. Um, oh, okay, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. yeah. You will be cryogenically frozen and technically dead for a period of six to eight weeks while this process is going on. But sure. the upside is, you know, you get to take a six to eight week, you know, just pass vacation. On sure, yeah. <laughs> which we could all we could all go for, I'm sure, at this time of year. Cryohibernation is the is the newest health trend. Let me tell you. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Greta, uh, upon telling her great grandchild that she is a naughty girl, uh, is like him. He's coming, gonna come get you. And uh, at this, at first blush, Noel is like Santa, and I guess because it's Christmas, and Greta is like, oh no, not Santa, Krampus. He kidnapped my younger brother when we were back in the old country, I guess. Yeah, so weird thing about Krampus. Apparently someone has to call him 
upon you. Like someone has to like call Krampus to come get you. So that's essentially what Greta's doing here. Because apparently back in the old country, her brother like pushed her one year. And then yeah. her dad was like, oh, well, Krampus I, is going to come he, get you now. Did he, did he push her into the snow or a lake? I am forgetting already. And I read I, this book like mm, 30 minutes ago. I believe it's into the snow. Mm -hmm. well jesus that's an overreaction right um but yeah krampus came and took her brother away they never saw him just gone i don't think krampus is canonically like a vampire where you have to invite them into your home i think he just you know he's like he's santa's shows he's santa's you know uh mirror mirror version you know he's the uh he's the oh god voldemort to santa's harry potter or dumbledore one of those sure either one do you think they carpool Krampus and Santa? They gotta, right? Like it, it would it would be so uneconomical for them not to. Like just the methane from the reindeer farts alone, Santa flying <laughs> at that right. high altitude, ejecting yeah. injecting those uh gases straight into our greenhouse gas reserves. If they're if they're gonna go all around the world at the same like if they have to go to every single ho- household in one night, it's just it's just good sense. Yeah. Carpool. Yeah, exactly. And then they get to use the HOV lane on the highway. Yep. I th- I think Santa and Krampus are probably buds. Oh like... yeah. Well, no, it's the yin and the yang. They they're they're two sides of the same coin. You know. That's right. It's the carrot and the, the light stick. and the dark. Yeah. The, the the Jedi and the Sith. Exactly. So they're they they get along. You know, it's like uh like death and the angel of life. You know, they hang out on weekends. I guess. Uh... Who's the angel of life? Um. Michelangelo, yeah, the turtle, Beyonce, Donatello. No, um, it's Bay. It's Bay. So uh, let's move on in the book. Um, oh, I, I wanted to say I wanted to read a good quote that uh, okay. Noel screams at her grandmother's face. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, well, this is the 21st century. Girls can do whatever they want, whenever they want. I party, I get wasted, and yeah, I fuck a lot of guys. What business is it of yours, uh, Grandma? Fuck yeah, man. Yeah. What's up? She's given us a bad name. Like people who just no. have a good time. No, she's, I'll tell you like, what she's giving. She's giving that old bag her place in the world. <laughs> and she's setting her straight. Uh yeah, but so okay, so Greta then calls Krampus upon her or something. It's weird. She tells her the story about how her brother got taken away. It's fine. Yeah, we take a little jump forward. Appar- apparently, these um, family of people, Noel's family, goes to the Christmas Eve service, the Christmas service, yes. cr- Christmas mass, whatever, you know, a churchy thing for Christmas. Um, and Noel does not want to go. So she connives and like eats a bunch of shit and then like jumps in her room for 20 minutes so that she can vomit in front of her mother and prove that she doesn't have to go to church. Which, like, if you didn't want to go to church, if you, like, ha- if you don't want to, like, help your parents do Christmas stuff, don't go home for Christmas. Yeah. Like, don't be a... If you're going to be a shithead, like, why are you there? It's It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense. No. Um, but yeah, so she gets out of it. Her mom sees the vomit, which I guess is an important but also, point for her. It, also, it is shitty to compel someone to go to a church service they don't want to, want to go to. Like, she shouldn't have to, like, vomit to prove that she doesn't have to go to this thing. Yeah, let's examine it from this angle. What What has happened in her life that made it so that, 
you know, her first response when being told that she, her family wants her to do something is to make herself physically ill to get out of it. I think that's just a, you know, a pretty good indicator of some trauma being perpetrated up upon this poor girl. You know, you don't get that way for, uh, for no reason. Sure. I gotcha. Anywho, she makes herself sick and then decides to uh, get naked and beat off instead of As going to church. As we would do. As any red-blooded American girl would do, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a pretty um, pretty pagan way to celebrate the solstice. I'm down. Rolling around in some faux fur, which say, I'm glad they, you know, no animals were harmed in the writing of this book. <laughs> uh, it, it didn't say that at the end. We don't know that. I guess I guess I don't. I think this book may have been written on vellum. <laughs> on on human skin, actually. It's one of those books bound in human skin, so Oh man, I would kill for one of those. Why? Well you would have to, wouldn't you? Yeah, that's, <laughs> yes. the, that's the whole thing. That was I okay. think that was he was trying I think Andrew was trying to make a joke. Are you alright? Are you okay? I don't know. That whole uh diatribe about you know, people being shitty during Christmas kind of had me, you know, thinking about my own life. Anywho, yeah, she's jer- she's jerking it. She's uh, there's like a weird pseudo uh sex scene where we she's like uh, describing a fantasy or like a previous sexual encounter mm-hmm. that she had with like a football player at her college, whatever. Then. Uh, yes, we hear tip, tip, tipping on the roof, but more of a thump, thump, thump in her, in her heart because her, she's, it's beating rather wildly. There was no one making a sound, not even a mouse. So she threw open the sash, the sash, uh, whatever the, the fuck that means. A, I, no, I think that's about him putting on his robe. Um, that's an, that's the nudist version. You throw open your sash and then expose yourself <laughs> to all the children. She mm. she does make a point to not put on clothes when she goes downstairs to try to like lock her, the door or something. Uh, she goes down there and wham, bam, boom! It's Krampus himself. He's covered with fur, has horns, and that's all we know about him. We don't know what he looks like. We know he's we know he's got a you know we know he's um, a grower, not a shower, because his penis is not currently visible through the fur. Yeah, he seemingly doesn't have one until she uh, you know goes gets a little handsy. She realizes that she can use sexual favors to convince Krampus to not put her in his giant sack and drag mm-hmm. her away. Yeah. <laughs> I was hoping that sack was going to be was going to be more of like a sexy metaphor. Mm. In this book, but it was not. So do you think Krampus like the uh, Japanese tanuki uses his testicle sack as some sort of magical <laughs> carrying bag? I I wish, man. That's what I sort of hoped was going to happen. When they started talking about his giant sack, when Grandma Greta said something about a giant sack, I was like, "Oh yeah." Oh hell yeah. Nothing it's about else. to get Pompoko in this bitch. <laughs> yeah, see, that's the kind of shit that I want to I would rather be reading instead of this, you know, humdrum punish the brat with chains kind of bullshit being, you're so so you're you're saying bah hum drum bug yes that's right noelle uses sexual favors to convince krampus to 
not kidnap her, which it seems coerced to me. Um, uh, not very consensual. Also because she's seemingly screaming in pain for the majority of this encounter. And we don't get like little instances of like, oh, but the pain was pleasurable. Nothing like that. Just like, I screamed in pain. I screamed in agony. Like it's like, yeah. Jesus. It's this not is great. just torture. Well, but she has some moments where she's like, use those branches to whip me. Like, I'm going to like it. Mm-hmm. But it seems like she's saying those things to convince Krampus to not sack her. Well, these are these are some. There's some <laughs> internal thoughts about this too. Uh, he she found a quote nice cock that grew bigger the longer I touched it. Um, she you know she's she's trying to. She's a confusing mix of like horny and scared. Yeah, I desperately wanted to be able to deep throat him. I thought that might be enough to save me. You know, yeah, you're right. You know, it's more of a like a scared desperation. I think. Like, I mean, is there a way to not be coercively consented, consenting into, like, fucking a monster? Or, hmm. I guess, hmm. 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 I don't know. I mean, let's let's weigh the positives here. He's got a prehensile tongue that he can use to, uh, you know, uh, strangle the neck a little bit. Yeah, we get we get a little bit of breath play in this book, so that's I mean he can lube up a butthole with his tongue. That's mm-hmm. right. He can. Uh, he's got those. He's got those big old horns that can send Christmas trees flying. That tongue is impressive because he lubed up that butthole while he was uh, penetrating exactly. that puss. So mm-hmm. well done, Crampo. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's here's a good quote. I can't take it anymore. I said, "Fuck me under the Christmas tree, Campus." Uh, I'm sorry, Krampus. I really wish they'd used like a pun with cram and mm, Krampus. Yeah. You know, come on, it's right there. Is it? Um, I would say the, the there is like it's. This one's a little bit better than the last Krampus sex book we read. I think because it's not like her mom has been fucking Krampus for yeah, that's true. decades or whatever. Isn't it also sort of implied in that Krampus book that uh, that Krampus spirit might also be the the main character's dad? Isn't that sort of implied? Hmm. Is it? I don't remember. It was, it's a, it was oh, shit. over a year ago. Guys, we've read a Krampus book before. Yeah. Yes. Oh, welcome to the party, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Oops. Yeah, that's all right. Sam, your brain working at 70% is still, you know, an, a valuable <laughs> asset to this podcast. 70% right. is generous. Um, okay. <laughs> all that, this is actually, this is actually Sam's, the embodiment of Sam's phlegm talking to us. Ah, interesting. The host has been compromised. <laughs> she talks about how she's doing this to save her ass, which is fun. Um, oh, yeah, I like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Good typo. And you get that typo twice because there's a yep. there's like an excerpt at the beginning of the book of oh, this little nice. scene, um, so you get that little typo of safe instead of save twice. You think if she was Gotta selecting that part for for an excerpt, she would have noticed the typo because it's right at the end of the excerpt too. Anyway, um, he flips so he flips so it's a weird thing. There's a part where she says, "I flipped over on my hands and knees," which. I, I was just confused because I was like, are you doing like gymnastics under this Christmas tree at this moment? Like, So, so Sam, I want you to imagine a dog, right? And then yeah. this dog is trying to have sex with another dog. 
Okay. So if you take that kind of mm. form and and transfer it to a human, you, yeah. you'll kind of you'll kind of appreciate why they call it doggy style. I think. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that makes a lot of sense now yeah. that I Sam, think about what that. Do you, what do you mean gymnastics? I don't Flipping know. over from your from your back to your belly is, are you okay? I mean, I get that you're sick. <laughs> I get that you're sick, but can you like not move your body at all right now? I don't know. I highlighted it and I'm not sure why anymore. Yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, maybe maybe right. you're maybe you're thinking about how much space is under that Christmas tree because I I think that is a good question. Can yeah. uh like a human adult? Uh, be on on all fours underneath a tree? I would say no. I don't think there's enough room under there. That's yeah. true. But I don't know. I don't got no butt. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's a white boy butt. I have a quote though. Yeah, no white guy problems. Um, I could feel <laughs> my ass getting rug burn and my thighs getting fur burn, but I didn't care. Fur burn is a really fun phrase to say. Fur burn. We need to read some more were- werewolf books, <laughs> and then we'll uh-huh. get more of that, maybe, huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> she's worried. She's So she starts by blowing him. She gets really worried because it's like his dick is huge, and she's like, I didn't really want to have to like let him like stick that inside me in like the vaginal area because it's big. But then she does, and also he whips her a little bit and like, yeah. like with a branch on her vagina, which is weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Her sex. Ouch. Yeah. Her sex that got wetter, of course, upon the whipping. Uh, as they stung my delicate flesh, I grew even wetter. That's but right. anyway, uh, then he fucks her. There's the yep. line that I highlighted. Um, he fucked me so hard I could feel his monster dick in my throat, but it wasn't enough, which is yeah upsetting. Well, I think she's being a little, you know, a little hyperbolic there. Yeah, a little. It's a little hyperbolic. There is a point where like Krampus is frustrated that he can't get his whole dick inside of her at, on first. Uh, oh yeah, first yeah. entry, first first entry, perhaps is the way I want to say it. First penetration. Mm-hmm. And he, because he doesn't talk during this whole thing, we assume that he can't because he mm, doesn't do talk we? at all. Well, I do. Hmm. What about you? I don't know. I think, man, he's he, just a strong and silent type. I mean, he grunts a little bit, I think. Yeah, so all that means he's got to have vocal cords, right? He I, he probably can't maneuver his, you know, his monster tongue into the shapes required for the English language, you know? Yeah. Probably just sounds like grunting to him. Maybe that grunt was, you know, Krampus talk for, um, are you consenting to this? She's, uh, so Noelle is getting, you know, uh, a, a hefty dicking. Uh, a hot, a hot and, and hefty dicking. That's right. And uh, as as Sam mentioned, it's not enough. And Krampus then inserts a, a cup of a couple fingers, a cuppa, cup of fingers into her butthole. That's mm-hmm. what yep. happens, everybody. A cup and an additional teaspoon on the on the counter for you know so it doesn't stick. Yeah, she he sticks some fingers in her butthole and it causes her to um, climax. It's what. Well, it's just upsetting, I feel like. Why? Why? Ways. My skin was so taut around his fingers that I was sure I, I was sure it would tear. I didn't know yeah. my body could be pushed to limits like those. That bit is kind of like, damn, dude, like maybe more lube or something. Yeah. Well, Krampus spit is, you know, nature's lube. Nature's lube. That's, that's what they all say. How do you think he gets all those children in that sack? You know, they don't they wouldn't all fit normally. There should absolutely be like an evergreen scented lube called Krampus spit. Yeah. 
No, that'd be pretty great. They should. It, oh man, I'm just imagining like um, a spirit like Halloween store, but open year round mm-hmm. and specifically devoted to like sex things. And sure. you know they have like a Krampus you know set, so you can get the horns, the the whip, um, <laughs> okay. the giant sack, uh, you know the cloven hooves, you know. Sure, right? sure. Um, let's see what else. Uh, the Krampus fit lube, obviously. The huge um, penis. The huge extra, yeah, the big monster-sized penis. The fur uh, for burn. The fur for the burn. Uh, she finishes. She climaxes. Yeah. Yeah, Krampus uh, also does on the convulsions of uh, her her uh, meaty channel. He he too finishes mm-hmm. and seems satisfied. He picks yes. up his sack. He picks up his sacks, two sacks, the the balls mm-hmm. and the oh yeah, and the less yeah the balls and the less metaphorical one, and then he tramples off. Oh, mm-hmm. away he goes. They they pretty uh they made it they wrote it in a funny way he says or they say the the, the book says then he turned away ducked down and sucked himself up into our fireplace and I I was enjoying it up in, until it said uh, into our fireplace because I thought he was just like d- turning away and Blowing sucking himself. the pe- yeah I thought that would be a good way to end the story but no he's yeah. just zooming away he, pu- he put his finger to his nose and off he flew exactly so. That's what happens in this book. Uh, we do get a pretty uh pretty grisly description of the cum running down her thighs, uh which we'd have to assume there is a lot of it cuz it's Krampus. Mm-hmm. He's and uh his yep. sack is huge. I mean his sack is huge, so How many chromosomes do you think a Krampus has? Is it, you know? Are you saying that the chromosome count uh depend like that's that's what the amount of cum depends on is the amount of chromosomes that yeah. need to be inside In of it. Some sort of way. No, I'm saying I wonder if she's if the possibility <laughs> of her getting pregnant is, you know, can you breed with a Krampus? See, that's what that's chapter two of this book, you know, is the the horrible half Krampus abomination. Harry <laughs> yes. Potter and the horrible half Krampus abomination. <laughs> okay. Yeah. He's he's either the he's either the antichrist or the prodigal hero. He's that's the only thing this this spawn this beast could be. Yep. Um. So yeah. So then she cleans up a little bit because they like threw a Christmas tree around or whatever. Yeah. Uh, apparently a bare Christmas tree because all she does is just stand it back up and it looks basically the same. It doesn't you know drop thirty seven hundred ornaments or Christmas there, lights. There or anything. is one weird moment when Krampus leaves. She looks at the clock and realizes that it's been four hours. And it's like, were you fucking for four hours? Are you all right? <laughs> well, you know the masturbating, you know getting in bed, get everything ready. That's you know that's probably going to take at least forty five minutes. Sure. She yeah. could have been masturbating for, you know, half an hour. Yeah, to really work herself over and yeah. walk herself through that sexual fantasy. Sure, right. And sure, then Krampus sure. gets on the, the roof, and she runs downstairs to get to the phone. You know, that's five minutes right there. Um, maybe, she, maybe, She probably though. pleads for a good ten minutes. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, so that's, you know, that's that's two and a half right there. Two and I a half mean, hours. But that's still, like, a good solid. Yeah, no, it's it's a little extreme hour of of p and v that's a lot so then she grabs her blanket runs upstairs she talks about how she feels thoroughly used but she still has a little like 
spark of um that's the abomination growing inside of her sam yeah. that spark <laughs> probably um but yeah and then she she talks about how uh for the rest of christmas she'll be nice because she's just too tired to be a brat and then on the 26th she'd resume her not her usual naughty behavior so she could start baking bad karma and guarantee another visit from krampus next year damn she's so selfish do you think Krampus has like a thing where he goes around and, you know, just he has like a big sex. Oh, my God. She has every sexual disease. I'm sure they just oh, fucked Fairback. Yep. Krampus yes. is obviously going around fucking all the bad children who themselves right. probably have lots of, you know, unprotected sex. And this could be a really grim year for Noel, you know? Oh, for sure. This is when she realizes that, like. Like her, her actions are not without repercussions. Yeah. Well, and this this is dangerous sexual activity too. Like three fingers in her ass, probably causing micro tears. You know, which is that's a, right. The number one dis- vector for you know sexually transmitted diseases. Ugh. Three three Krampus fingers, which were described as quite large. So mm-hmm. she basically got fisted whilst while an enormous uh, dick was inside of her. That's that's mm-hmm. intense. Not to mention the tongue in her butt. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a grim story all around. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's grim uh, partly because, like, okay, listen. We, we, we brushed on consent already here. But, like, is there a way that, like, you can... She seems into it at some points. But at other points, it's kind of like, this is a horrible monster attacking her under threat of kidnapping her in a giant sack for the Mm. rest of her life yeah so i mean i did find it in the horror section of erotica (laughs) on amazon so i think i think consent is horror christmas (laughs) well uh you know olivia olivia scott hill or olivia scothel uh her favorite things in life are being scared being turned on and telling stories and she does all three naked in her bed so that's right the other stories that are we do get some descriptions of other stories um at the end of the book there's one uh, another dark dark ugh, darkness inside of me um you, i was reading i was reading that title that's why i fucked it up god damn mm-hmm. it why can't i not read like a normal human being when i'm on this podcast i feel like i just yeah, when you're on this podcast, right? Uh huh. No, okay. I don't. I don't need that from you, sir, <laughs> Mister Flem. Anyway, darkness inside of me. Naughty list. Grace spent her entire year being a liar, a cheat, and an all-around bitch. While out Christmas shopping, her friend tells her she better watch herself because she'll end up on Santa's naughty list. Grace laughs off the idea until a magic snow globe unleashes a twisted demonic Santa and his un- and his hungry elves in her bedroom. And his hungry elves in her bedroom. Hungry elves. Uh, Santa threatens to sell her out. To sell her out? Oh, sorry. I was I read that. I was like, what? Okay, let me finish the sentence. Then it'll make it'll make sense that way. Santa threatens to sell her out to his buddy Satan unless she finds a way to atone for her behavior. How do you think Santa met Satan? <laughs> I think I bet I bet Santa got some letters for Satan and he was like, "Oh, this mm-hmm. isn't right." Ah, fuck. <laughs> Satan is his boss, not his not his buddy. God, that'd be so confusing. It's like, well, you yeah. go to the corporate meeting and then they're like, "Uh, 
Santa has been doing really well this year, and we just want to promote him up to, you know, the CFO of the company. And Santa's like, what? Oh, my God, that's crazy. And then the, he looks back down at the envelope. Oh, I'm sorry. That says Satan. Satan is the mm-hmm. new CFO of the company. See, uh, and then at the at the corporate holiday party, which Ugh. Santa fucking hates. It's like, just call it Christmas. You know, he's yeah. uh, he, he's sick. Santa, for one, is sick of the war on Christmas. Oh, my God. And, um... When will it end? <laughs> Santa is Santa is the the veteran of the war on Christmas. He, but he he and Satan reconcile at the holiday party. They get pl- they get plastered together and mm-hmm. um do photocopies of each other's butts. Oh yeah. Oh, that's fun. What? Yeah. And then okay. Santa gives Satan his naughty list and he's like, "You know, that's just right. go buck wild on these guys." <laughs> I hate these guys. Just fuck them up. Anywho, yeah. Santa Satan approve. Let me finish the let me of those people because like they're doing bad things wouldn't satan be like oh yeah good job you lied and cheated and we're a bitch generally no but satan's satan's thing is to like make people do that so then they so that he can punish them he's the world's biggest oh. sadist which is you know fitting given his name yeah of course satan unless she finds a way to atone for her behavior santa's suggestion is to allow them all to have their way with her and grace is horrified at first um them all is uh his uh hungry elves by the way right yeah yeah of course satan santa <laughs> her, and hungry elves her curiosity soon gets the better of her and she consents to an all-out filthy christmas free-for-all it's nice that there's some consent in there yeah i have to assume blitzen and donner are also in the mix along yeah, with their some- 10 ra- their 10 pals some uh so it's a it's an elf gang bang i guess um mm-hmm. glad i'm glad we didn't read that one do you think the elves have to like stand on each other's shoulders to like get up to her head yeah area? i mean <laughs> jeff sessions isn't that tall so yeah is he an elf now he's an have elf you, man is he an angry elf at him? have you ever no. looked at him i try to avoid looking at politicians he is as kind much of, as possible he is kind of elfish oh uh, then, then, then the other book that's advertised at the end. Yeah, there's of really book not anything noteworthy about that book. Um, nope. The title is not very you know, <laughs> familiar or reminiscent of anything. It's called Devil's Threesome, which I mean, M- Ms. Scott, you'll you'll be getting a letter from our lawyers. Um, anyway, it's night before Halloween, and self-proclaimed ugly duck duckling. Self-proclaimed ugly duckling. Ugh, such fucking garbage. Oh, she's not. She's she doesn't have this color hair. Oh, she doesn't have no, this type Maggie, of body. It's, it's self-proclaimed. Fuck. I don't have this type of hair. I don't have this type of body. Uh, no, she's 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 a duck. She no, she's an ugly duckling, <laughs> which means she's ugly she's, for a duckling. She's, she's like, I don't have a beak. I don't have feathers. I don't have webbed feet. I'm ugly duckling. This sucks. I want to be a duck. So she makes a deal with Satan. And he says, "If I, I'll fuck you. <laughs> if you turn me into a duck. Yeah, you'll be cursed to live as a duck who, uh, you know, as part of being a duck, will be raped almost daily by male ducks. God, guacamelee is a weird game, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Anywho, um, Emma and her best friends, Aiden and Taylor, are looking for a thrill. The boys mm-hmm. want to hit up a bar, but Emma deems that idea lame. Lame. So let's have sex instead? Is that well, what? Let me finish. Then Taylor suggests that they visit the local cemetery. Hey, do you guys want to go to a bar after this? Nah, I'm good. Nah. Let's go to the cemetery. Let's go, let's go hang out at the old cemetery. Let's go, let's go mingle with corpses. 
let's go pretend to be goth 14 year olds and hang yeah. out at the forts at, at the cemetery that'll be fun let's go do some etchings on some gravestones <laughs> i know a really great place that has you know gravestones let's go let's go steal dead flowers <laughs> from from gravestones of dearly departed loved ones there's a secret beyond the gates that he wants to share with his friends okay Is taylor it his penis? what the fuck <laughs> he leads them through the dark woods and into a long forbidden grave for, long forgotten graveyard for undesirables in quotes that includes the graves of some women who were hanged for witchcraft uh-huh. a statue of a woman wrapped in a snake stands in the graveyard center and then they all had sex with it let me finish <laughs> and emma finds herself drawn to it she touches the snake and that's and the metaphor yeah <laughs> becomes possessed and finds herself starving dot 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 for men aren't we all <laughs> starving dot 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 for men <laughs> everyone come check out my new website starving dot 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 for men for men <laughs> yeah not just for ladies anymore men now starving is for you that's uh how they are gonna rebrand um hungry man is um so starving 10 it's just for men now okay we have to finish this podcast what were the reviews on this book there were none there were none i already looked it up no (laughs) reviews that's upsetting yeah well i mean it's it's about to be christmas maybe people are just now reading it um yeah Mm -hmm. well it'll get some reviews eventually but because it doesn't have any let us provide the reviews for this book um, I'll go first. This so that you can just d- devolve into the puddle of goo that you truly yes. are. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I'm gonna give this book a sexy romp with Krampus out of nothing else because I was like, this book is kind of not good, and also oh, no, I, I think it's kind of bad. I've been having a, a sustained fever dream for the past hour <laughs> where we talked about it, and it's just <laughs> horrifying. So. It's right. horrifying. Andrew. I I don't know. It was okay. Um I it wasn't super hot or anything, so I don't know. I guess I give this book a uh mm, let's see. I'll give it what to three out of eight for Hanukkah. What is today? Hmm. Oh that's nice. I it's actually it's... I think it's day six. Maybe Six? Oh yeah, yeah, we are farther along than or, I thought. Or it might yep. be day five. We hey started guys. on. The, hey guys, I think it started on the twelfth. Yeah. What? Hey guys, pop a pop oh, a good that? old Hanukkah into the Google there. Oh, is there a is there a nice menorah? It's like, actually, it's a menorah. It's actually a uh, uh, Hanukkah. What's what is it called? A Hanukkah Hanukkah Kanuka or something like that? No, Hanukkah Raya, whatever. What's the Hanukkah menorah where the one in the middle oh. is taller than the others? Yeah, it's That's it's a. Uh, nice. um, oh fuck, I don't remember. Hanukkah, maybe. Hanukkah. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. Hanukkah. Because it sounds like a car. Two cars had a baby. Yeah. On mine, there's like a little, there's like a weird little um, little pole where it says, "What's your favorite part about Hanukkah? Select Ooh. your choice, then submit." Here's here are the options. Ready? We can choose one together. Eating latkes. Exchanging oh, yes. gifts, no. guilt, mm. lighting the menorah, playing mm. dreidel, or the story of Hanukkah. Gotta be latkes for me. Yeah, I think it's gotta be latkes as well. Latkes, latkes. Latkes are so delicious. Sour cream, applesauce. 
Okay, y'all. Uh, here here are the percentages. Here's how this poll works out. Are you ready? Yeah. Uh, winning at thirty percent, it's lighting the menorah. What? Coming in second at twenty nine percent, it's eating latkes. Mm, close heat. Then, uh, coming coming both both a third, tied for third, exchanging gifts and playing dreidel at thirteen percent. Uh, the story of Hanukkah is at nine percent. Taking up the fourth spot, and uh, then Gelt in uh, in dead last with six percent. Huh. Sorry, Gelt. I feel like I feel like none of us are really equipped to really answer that question, though. I suppose, but I mean, potato pancakes are I feel a universal yeah. favorite. Oh my god! Yes, 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 yes. So, yeah, we've talked enough about Hanukkah. Let me do my review. Um, okay. My review for this book is it loses to the other Krampus book. If if the two Krampus books were going to fight, this one would lose. Um, okay, fair enough. So that's that's what I got. It's, it's not as incesty as the other one. I'll give you that. The the Kramp- 2016's Christmas Krampus book beats this one. Sorry. Yeah, that's fine. I might have to agree with you on that one. So I just found a fun Wikipedia page called uh, Thanksgivica. Which is a portmanteau neologism given to the convergence of American holiday of Thanksgiving and the first day of Jewish holiday Hanukkah, back when they overlapped in 2013. There's a picture here, picture here of a menorki, which is a menorah turkey, and uh, yeah, sweet potato (laughs) latkes, which honestly sounds like fucking divine. That's not going to happen again for another like 2,000 years, though, right? I remember people talking about that in 2013. About Damn. how like this is the last time this is going to happen for a really long time, but 2013 was su- was such a different time. You know, let's right. spend the next week really reflecting on how how five years can really change the world. Fuck. Uh, f- furthermore, let's let's apologize. Let's for apologize um, for not... making Sam for making Sam do this for one. Uh, no, so I do sorry. not. I refuse to apologize for that. <laughs> I accept the apology you're welcome it's okay though um no 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 let's apologize for not having produced a podcast in about you know a fort month yeah (laughs) that's really something we should be upset about listen life got in the way life uh gets in the way i'm gonna be posting a list of books that we're potentially gonna read for the next couple weeks uh soon question mark I'm just saying I'm I'm pushing for some uh some more like heavily story based where yeah, we can okay. actually then add them to the list. I have, bitch. Okay, thank you. Sorry, I did I didn't mean to yell. You are an invalid. I'm so sorry. Yeah, thank you. Um but yeah, in the meantime, um you'll be able to find that on our Facebook page if you just search for the Devil's Threesome Podcast on Facebook or go to Facebook.com slash T D threesome podcast with T D letter three some podcast um and that's our twitter handle at td3 some podcast and then our email is the devil's threesome podcast at gmail.com with all letters which we're gonna check more often um so just a shout out no oh never mind just kidding wait why are we not shouting uh sure what what's the person's name who emailed us in august yeah we did a bad we did a very bad. Um, so uh, some filler here. I, look, I looked up uh, Thanksgivica. 
Uh, fun little uh, tidbit. Physicist Jonathan Mizrahi of Sandia National Labs in Albuquerque, mm-hmm. New Mexico says, um, you know, they were the he was the contact for this. And he says that the next Thanksgivica will not be until the year 79,811. So, yeah. Damn. We got an email back in August from Eleanor Shelby. Um, Good old Shell Manor. Uh, said she 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 gave us some praise and suggested that we should read sexier stuff on the podcast. So which we vehemently deny and refuse to do. <laughs> Maybe at some point, but thank you for reaching out, um, Ellie. We really appreciate that. Yeah, no, it's it's great. What I'm what I'm saying is that I want to read books that aren't just. A fucking, a fucking, it's it, and it's over. You know, it's they're yeah. boring, but they're long. Yeah, the issue is, Maggie, you have to play to your I'm, lowest I'm common s- denominator, which is Andrew. Yeah, I'm sorry that that y'all don't want to grow our art <laughs> together. Our our little our little art plant, our little po- podcast baby. I don't think putting more time into the reading portion of it would do a whole lot for growing it. Mm, um, mm, I think mm. we should all take some classes, you know, on mm. uh, pronunciation. Human anatomy. Enunciation. Human anatomy. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, maybe go to some sex clinics, a BDSM thing or two, you know, get us uh, get ourselves tied up. Uh, you know, some improv classes. We could really work on our yes ending. <laughs> I, think we're, I think we're more of, we're more in a um kind of like a uh maybe see see sam sam listen yeah sam come over here andrew go away uh yes yes and sam listen you know how andrew's always like say yes and say yes and you know i feel like he's what he really wants us to say is yes andrew all he he just wants us to (laughs) comply (laughs) yes andrew (laughs) he just wants us to say yes andrew Yes. Yes. Whatever yes. you say, sir. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Eh, that's okay. Yeah. Maybe. Okay. Maybe that'll help things go smoothly. Andrew, you can come back. Oh, okay. What were you guys talking about? Nothing. We were just talking about how good we are at improv. Just like. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I I think the foundation is there. I think you just need to work on like, you know, the icing. Yeah. Agreement. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, yes, Andrew. Yes, Andrew. <laughs> oh, thank you. I really appreciate you saying that. You're welcome. It's, it's nice to hear. Is there anything else that we need to talk about? No. <laughs> oh, uh, I know. I want to say that we just didn't check the email because we didn't honestly think we would get one. So it's true. <laughs> the fact that we did get one is pretty fucking yeah. rad. Yeah. So, Thank you so much. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll give you a shout out if you email us. So do that thing. Um. Yeah. We'll read it out loud. If if you wanna if you're chill with us reading your entire email word for word verbatim on the podcast, just put it in the email. Or at least as close yeah. as Maggie can get. Yeah. I'll do it in my um in like my newscaster voice or uh I'll I'll stumble through She'll channel someone who knows I'll how to read. Stumble through half of it, uh just sort of blindly flailing as the words tumble out of my mouth. I think that's Honestly, what our listeners would appreciate. Uh, more. I think so too. You know. <laughs> We're working on a Patreon. It might be out at this point. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows about the Patreon stuff? It might be a January miracle, yeah. or knowing us, a March yeah. well, miracle. A, t- a 2018 invention. Certainly a 2018 stretch goal. A little sneak peek into uh, the Patreon. You'll get to see the list of books. Uh, submit mm-hmm. books to that list, and 
uh, interact with us. Touch our feet. Yeah, sure. Um, also, there's some stretch goals about us writing erotica, which is... That's right. Which, you know, we talk yeah. to talk a lot, and I, I'm i so nervous. And I... we want to prove it to you that we will walk the walk <laughs> better than anyone who has walked the walk will, you know, has walked the walk. So well, we relish the opportunity to show off our excellent skills. I will skills. write a, a fisting, a oh, fisting scene if, <laughs> if I have to. With a pixie. <laughs> Yeah, and the pixie is the fist. That's right. Okay. okay. Let us, like Krampus, the proverbial Krampus, uh, finish this bad boy. In conclusion, have a happy holidays. Let our let our our love from uh, the three of us just fill your heart with warmth yeah. and our love for each other during this cold during sure. this cold time. Anything else, boys? No, that's it. Let's let's stop now. It's done. It's over. Well, we have to. This has been the Devil's Threesome. <laughs> yeah. Did you stop recording? <laughs> I've been Sam Carr, and I've and I've been Andrew. I'm a butthole. No, no, no. You're Maggie. You're supposed to. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> Next time. Bye. At least do it away from the phone. God. Um, Sam's blowing his nose, everybody. Just let this not dribble out of your nose. Fuck that. No, thank you. Sam, just let the phlegm flow out of you. You know, let your humors no. take over. Let the phlegm flow uh, furiously. My good f- Almost friend. alliterative. My phlegm flow is what they, uh, that's what they call me during my rap battles. Mm-hmm. Phlegm flow. It's disgusting. That's a bad name. <laughs> and then I, I, I it's cuz I spit at the end of every rhyme. <laughs>